Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Think of beauty right here, man. Beauty, beautiful. Well, I, 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 this was a great play at the end of the game, but it wasn't until our man below me here made a little comment on it Sunday about our man up top there. Checking out this is this is this is Jay Lane's last touchdown. But Tally, what do you see on this play? A lot of blocking, a lot of stuff that hadn't been getting done this year. But Gosnell up top is holding the fort down. He is. <laughs> blocking his ass off holding the fort down at the top of the end zone trying to push his man out of the back of the end zone so his buddy can get a touchdown and he holds him he stalemates him right in the middle of the end zone that's jay lane wrapping up awesome a 30 to 13 hokey win versus wake forest and welcome back to the boundary corner podcast along with my partners brian siegler and jonathan tally i'm curtis wilson and this episode is brought to you by Dr. Jeremy Counts at the Main Street Pharmacy, your friendly neighborhood pharmacy, South 301 South Main Street in Blacksburg, where even on an off week, you can still pick up your Rowdy Fort Robbie uh, bracelets to support the uh, testicular cancer awareness. Seven bucks Venmo at the pharmacy. I think Jeremy was getting a reload last week, and I'm sure they will be back for the Thursday night game in lot one. We'll let our buddy Grayson tell us that. So, boys. It's been a busy couple days this week. We ain't really chit chatted that much about. We hadn't chit chatted a whole lot. We've been uh, we've been all grinding in various different ways. Curtis getting ready for a trip. Me and Tally been just working, man. They, work, they working our asses off a little bit. So throwing the book at me, <laughs> throwing the book at him. I, well, I didn't have much time to chit chat or do much. Uh, well, the normal prep. I didn't get to do some other things I like to do. Because, again, y'all said I'm, I'm heading down to the beach tomorrow for a few days. Nice. So I had to squeeze some work in for two days before I went down there. So I didn't get to listen to some normal college football podcasts, national stuff, and listen. So I don't have any news and notes. Did anything – I mean, I'm watching – I got the Liberty Middle Tennessee State game on back here, which is 35-35. Yeah. Um, it ain't even the fourth quarter yet. So if you took the under on that – you screwed. Uh, <laughs> Dunzo. Dunzo. I don't know what the line was. Um, but, yeah, I, I haven't seen anything news-wise. Have y'all seen anything news-wise this week? People killing Colorado for blowing a 29-point lead. That's yeah. A, they murdering them, man. They killing them. <laughs> they just kill. It's everywhere. 
you know, I mean, I so I, I think I got a problem with like some of the narrative though. Like it's a it's a bad loss. I mean, you can you can call right. it a bad loss, but I feel like everybody's very quick to pile on any adversity Colorado's getting. Oh yeah. And and I get that, you know, ESPN and a lot of other folks that are that are following this story closely kind of set them up for that. Yeah. Because they're they're putting it in front of everybody's faces all the time. Um anytime you have a situation like that, there's going to be some blowback, but I I don't necessarily feel it's been fair at times. Um uh-uh. you know, I feel like there's a lot of uh a lot of positives coming out of Colorado. I mean, I, oh, yeah. I they probably have a they, they're about one or two cycles away from getting the offensive line. They need to be truly competitive, but at the skill positions, they're as competitive as it gets. Right. Well, see the problem that, I mean, that, that's totally right. Cause most teams, yeah, you hear about it, but Colorado's going to get a little bit more just because Dion and all of the stars that he's bringing to the game and stuff like that. So I understand it, but you know, the problem comes in on this game was that game was lost by a coaching staff 100 percent mm-hmm. you yep. know like yeah it was you're gonna i mean that was the, if you watched any of that game if you watched how it unfolded because i was up at what was it like 130 <laughs> watching it and um it was a it was a bad coaching you know outing whether it be defensive coaches head coach whoever you know, you had players disrespecting the coach on the sideline, uh, Coach Prime. He was getting disrespected on the sideline by one of his DBs. And, you know, Stanford one time just lined up and ran the same play like four times in a row. That's what Stanford did when Harbaugh was there. Just yeah, It's like slant, slant, slant. It was just the same play. Yep. And Colorado just couldn't couldn't get out of their own way. And partly because, I mean, I got to give a shout-out to, to Travis Hunter because – the kid is a ball player, but God, dog, man, you got to give him a break. Yep. I mean, he just was, he just was, he was gassed, you know. He's been out with that, with that injury, and then he comes back and he's, um, he is uh, grinding on offense, you know, had a great game on offense inside of the ball and doing what he can on defense. They got to get him some help. But anyway, yeah, that, I think that the main blowback is just because it was definitely on the coaching staff. You know, maybe not running the ball as much as they should, being up twenty nine points and things like that. Yeah, yeah it, well, it's up. It's it's twenty nine nothing at half, and and it is probably the worst team in the Pac twelve. Right, that team was one and four. They got blown the doors off by Oregon. The only team they'd beaten all year was Hawaii. They lost to Sacramento State, which is an FCS school. Right, it's 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 not sometimes who you lose to, or it's it's how you lose to. Like, if Stanford had caught them in their own game and it was 28-27, okay, they played Stanford's game and they lost. But it was Colorado's game, right? It was right high-tempo shootout. We jumped on you early. That's the other reason. And I think what's also happened is the way we looked at the beginning of the season with the TCU game. I think what people are – they everybody put on that, well, they're going to do great. Dion, look at this, look at this, and like – us who watch the sport a lot, like TCU ain't what they were last year. They lost right. a lot of people. They're not right. the same team. And that's been proven after yeah. the Colorado loss. They've lost multiple games. Yes, they did. I think they took a dub last week. Yeah. But it's like it's not the TCU that went 13-0 and or 13-1. Right. and 
Right. It's probably going to be a seven and six. And, and there's those expectations. And again, sometimes I'm not going to say it's the only one him because Dion's not asking for it, is he? He's inviting people because he knows people. That, oh, yeah. Dion, do Dion asking for it. Dion, <laughs> asking, Dion asking for it. He asked yeah, for Dion it. Dion wants the cameras, man. He wants to shine, which is. He needed to generate money. He's doing what he's supposed to do. True, true. And, and some of this comes along with that. But some of it comes along with it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like he, I think he's got the shoulders to handle it, man. Because oh, yeah. you know, I, 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 th- I don't think he's worried about noise from one game here. One, game one thing there. I will say though, I've seen a lot of people try to slander Shador Sanders, and that mm-hmm. kid is a baller. Yeah, you know he yeah. he gonna make mistakes as a as a football player. That kid is a baller. So. You know, yeah, he threw that pick at the end, but again, I'm not gonna sit here and try to slander him for his play because he's 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 been he's been a, the reason they won some games that they won. So the kid is leading the country in passing yards. The kid yeah. has 21 touchdowns and three picks. Yeah, there ain't a team in the country that wouldn't tell you they want your quarterback doing that and putting it that right. sort of seven to one ratio. Imagine if he had a decent offensive line. Right, he ain't even true. got no line. <laughs> it's true, but that's he got no thing. running game. I think he's been sacked up at the top of the you know uh, the country. I think they've they've had the most or, or top of having the most sacks. There's yeah, a lot of are. stuff going on over there, so. They are like they are. It's like them Virginia. Sure. Wait for we it. feel you. We feel your pain, man. We do feel the pain. We feel your pain with that bad offensive line. But say what you will, four wins through seven games to where that team was last year. Oh yeah, he's it's already a, successful. It's a turnaround. Now he does have. We were talking just the other day, right after the game. He's got five games left, and it don't. It ain't. It's. He, he he hits to meet Oregon oh. State, Washington State, yeah, UCLA, Utah. He's got five games. He needs two to get to a bowl. Or somebody said, just get one because there's going to be some five and seven bowls teams. Everybody jump yeah. all up on you. But um, <laughs> there was that. I'm trying to think of what else was it over the weekend in the slate. I'm trying to. I look mean, uh, the Colts starting quarterback is probably done for the season. So that's, yeah, uh, I seen that. that that's a thing. That's a, that sucks. I definitely don't want you know nobody to yeah, nobody to be hurt, but he's he's out. Yeah. But you know what else is bad and not taking away from his injury? He got hurt against my team and they still beat us. <laughs> got hurt against the Titans, we still lost. I and just I hate it because it so wasn't we, like you know it wasn't even like a big like he's been hit big this year so far. Yeah. But like that wasn't even a big hit. He just came down awkward on that shoulder. You know, yeah. that's how it, all, that's how that's it, how it always man. happens, right? You know, that's how it happens. All right, can I make this point? Tell me, y'all, after we wrapped up Wake Forest, y'all turned it to UW Oregon and watched the end of that game Saturday. Yeah, I did. Holy. Yeah. That, that, that gave me chills because that right. stadium, it, it reminded me of yesteryear. Like, I, I, it made me think back to 2011 against Miami. Yeah. When at the end of the game, you couldn't hear yourself in lane. Right. Like, but just watching the end of that game and the way everything took place, the going forward on fourth down, the two plays, and people are like, that's too much time. It's like, listen, you score when you can score. You don't be trying to hold back like, we're going to try to run the clock out here. No. We get a touchdown, we go get a touchdown. Well, the thing is, is, you know, even in that game, Oregon's coach, I mean, you going forward on fourth down, not kicking field goals. 
uh-huh. uh, yeah. early in the game come back to bite you. And I think sometimes these coaches just overthink it. You lose by three points. You say, well, field goals ain't going to win a game like this. Well, fucking a field goal could have won. <laughs> I think he missed like nine points or something. Something crazy. I have to go back else. and look, but it sounds right. These sometimes coaches just overthink stuff, man. It's like just do what got you here. Do what you just play football. You know what I'm saying? So True. I don't know, but that was a great game too. Great game. It was an absolutely great game. I'm, and I'm glad we put them away a few minutes early to catch the last five minutes of that yeah. game because it was well worth it. Because that's that is the one thing being a having your team and then. Knowing the sport so well, like when they, um, Greg, good evening, good evening. Because y'all know when they put us up at three thirty, and then they showed that game was gonna be at three. I was like, damn it! I was hoping that was gonna be the seven thirty, or I could just sit and watch this game. Like, no, right. you gotta put it at three thirty. Right. <laughs> Trying to hurt the. Conference. It worked out though. We got we got to see the finale. We did get to see the finale, and it was pretty awesome. But we also got to see this week a hokey win. 30-13 over the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. And, yep, even though we ain't got a game to preview, we're going to do some fun stuff tonight. We always have, as always, the Tell the Truth Tuesday. Um, we're going to talk about the good, the bad, what we didn't see coming, what we got to do better going forward. Y'all know how we do it. Second half, if you are listening to this on a podcast, my suggestion, stop at the second half, pull up YouTube. We have nine plays, ten plays, ten plays. Ten, ten, ten? plays. Ten plays. Five offensive, uh, one special team, four defensive. We have good and we have bad, just like the way we do it. We have some good plays. We have some bad plays, talking about things we're doing good, what we want to see in the future. So if you are listening on a podcast, wait till you get home to finish the second half of the episode. Go to YouTube so you can see the tape. The two guys around here, they know what they're talking about when they see guys doing things on the field, and they're going to break some of this stuff down. But – Let's talk about what went well, boys. And I'm going to just say this. <coughs> Wake Forest basically told Virginia Tech early in that game the way they were set up, you are not going to run the ball mm. efficiently early. We don't think your quarterback's good enough to beat us in there. And guess what he did? Beat the ass in the he air. Beat it. He leveled up in that passing game. They loaded the box. They put the safeties up. They paid dearly because Kyron Drones went 20 for 29. And, you know, that's not a bad stat line. It's what the next piece is. 321 yards over 11, over 11 per attempt. Two TDs. He's still got 59 yards on the ground. What are y'all's thoughts on how he looked passing? Because, again, Wake is not that elite defense speed like Florida State, but, you know, they play sound. They play pretty aggressive. They're about a middle of the road defense, and, and he lit them up. No picks. I seen Hendon Hooker go play Wake, and I was very excited because of his skill set and, you know, us possibly being able to take that game. I can't remember what year was it. It was remember. COVID. It was a yeah. COVID year. So, that was a game Brown was That, so that game off. broke me. Well, you know, at the beginning of this game, I tweeted. I said, After that I'm, game, I was out. <laughs> at the beginning at the beginning of the uh that that weight game uh the game we just played Nick Anderson comes up and makes a tackle and I said if this motherfucker has a highlight real night tonight I'm going to be pissed I was like I'm so tired of hearing his name cuz I remember he, he picked off Hendon three times in that game 
So I'm like, hey, we ain't starting like this, but uh, drones had no picks, threw no picks, uh, no fumbles, you know. We've been losing fumbles uh, every week. We didn't lose. We didn't. We didn't fumble the ball. Took care of the ball, and he used a lot of different receivers. You know, we. And, and the crazy thing is, is I'm always happy with a win, especially a thirty to thirteen win. But we didn't even score as much as we could have. Yeah. You know, we we we. It. You know, we wasn't clicking on all on all levels. So. Great win, man, and great job. But um, you just keep seeing him getting better and better. Him, you keep seeing drones get better and better every. It's like he's getting more confidence, you know. Even in that Florida State game, which you know we all know what Florida State is now and what we've seen, we've seen him take a step, you know, on the road. Team is down. Take that big run, and like, okay, well, let's see. We said it here last week. You know, this weight team's coming into town. This is a team that we can beat. We need to go out and we need to, what, dominate from the beginning to the end. I feel like that's what we did. I mean, yeah. we're going to talk about it a little bit later on here, but we took that game by the balls. <laughs> that's what I'm just saying. So, yeah, uh, I was I was excited. I was excited to see it, man. I was hyped. Yeah, and, uh, you know, talking about drones play, I mean, he leveled up and – you're starting to see his confidence bleed over into other groups, especially on the offense. They're starting to play with more confidence. And I think that's going to be important in the long run, especially as we get into kind of this back half of the schedule that we're going to talk about here in a little bit. And, you know, there's, there's some opportunities here at this point. I mean, there, there's really, I mean, arguably any game left on the schedule is, is a winnable game. Yes, Only one one game left on the schedule, I think, as long as things go the way we think they will, will we be uh, favored to win or lose by any more than three points? True. Like right. So we're essentially saying four toss-up games and, and one that's probably uh, less than seven spread, right? Mm-hmm. That, right? That's probably what we're looking at. Yep. So we got a lot – we got an opportunity here to still – reach the goal that we talked about at the beginning of the season. And a lot of that has to do with drones play because he's leveled up. I feel like some of the, some of what he's doing is even bleeding over into the defense. Yeah. yeah. They're saying this, this guy can go out here and get some points for us. Let's get a stop. Let's give the ball back. Let's get the ball back. It's, it's a hundred percent true. And we we talk about the leveling up and um, I'm sure y'all saw this out there and I'm going to mention it for those who have not seen it in the last 20 years. And, 20 years is a lot of quarterbacks. There's a lot of games. Only two other players have went for 350, Gerard Evans and Brian Randall. That's it. Tyrod didn't do it. Logan didn't do it. None of the other guys. Not even Hendon did it. So I see that, and again, that's a different level. We know how Evans was back in 2016, and obviously we know how B-Ran was in 2004 leading to the ACC championship. But, Tally, I'm going to go back to something you mentioned. He was finding every receiver. Mm-hmm. He found seven different receivers. Mm-hmm. So Holloway got a catch. Little big Gosnell got a catch. Belton got three catches. Daquan Wright. We didn't pull this play. I know I wanted to, but I needed to pull one negative play. That wheel route to Daquan Wright. Like yeah. that was a thing of beauty. 30 yeah. plus yard gainer. Tootin yeah. caught some. Tootin had the big gainer. It could have been uglier, like you said. But let's talk about the two guys that really stood out on uh, 
Saturday. Let's first of all, let's talk about Stephen Gosnell, uh, Tally's White Iverson out there, the way he blocked White that Iverson, play. Man. But White six, Iverson. We're gonna look at his one of his plays earlier, but six catches for 75 yards. And it it seemed like every time there was a need of moving a stick or making a good play. You know, you know what I've noticed about Gosnell, man, which I didn't I knew he could run routes pretty good. Uh, his route tree looked pretty good, you know, going to the spring game, seeing him. I was like, you know, and even I think he put uh, Delane in a blender in, in, the, in the spring game. So his route tree is pretty good. His feet are pretty good. But what I didn't know about him is his improvisation is immaculate. He can't wait for drones to break the pocket. <laughs> like he, seriously, if you go watch him, he cannot wait for – a play to break down, he just goes and finds a zone. And it's like everybody forgets about him. And the camera don't even see him until the ball gets in the zone. <laughs> you know how sometimes you're like, oh, he's open. He's we open. lost the white guy. Where'd the white guy go? They keep losing him. They lose him <laughs> until the ball gets in his hand. He will go find an open spot in that zone or between people when the play breaks down. When he gets out of the pocket, man, 12 is, is somewhere open. You know? Mm-hmm. And – that's what you got to have, especially with a young quarterback. It's like that's his security blanket. A lot of times that's your tight end. But, you know, uh, Gosnell's been that. You know, it's been other games where he's been at 60 yards, 70 yards. He just, you know, he's not sh- – he may get one, but he hadn't shown like a, a big play where he's, you know, just beating anybody over the top or anything like that that I've seen. But he's just constant and steady. Yep. And when we need something, when it's third and eight, or I think it may have been like second and 17, something crazy, he gets a first down. Like yep. he 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 makes it to that stick. And I, I'm just excited about what he's doing. I wish he had another year. Um, but I think that a lot of these receivers are learning from him what he's doing. You see people playing hard, go back to the Florida State game. Uh, like I said, um, Aiden Green threw that big block. Uh, was it Florida State where Aiden Green threw the yeah. big block? Yeah. Yep. yeah. It's like that. that's it. You're learning that in the, in the wide receiver room. You're I'm going to give you some good news, Tally. Go ahead. He does have a year of eligibility left because he is currently – they. he redshirted his first year, so he is technically a redshirt junior right now. So he has one more year to come back. Well, I mean, shoot, thinking about that wide receiver room, don't want to go too far in the future, but next year, that wide receiver room might get, might be ugly. You know, think about if Jennings come back, mm-hmm. Lane can come back, Felton can come back, Gosnell can, come, can back. come back. Yep. Brody Adams is coming in, Chance Wiggins is coming in. Uh huh. It could we get filthy, have, man. It I mean, Aiden Green is there. You know, yeah. we can keep Tucker Holloway is there, man. It's yeah. a, it's a lot of it's a lot of potential out of that room, and then you get a quarterback that's doing what Drones is doing—a yep. dynamic quarterback that's making plays. Woo! Let's just talk about the weight game. All right, hey, Siegler, 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 talk about the other man who bent big on Saturday. Who's that? Jay Lane. Yeah, I mean, uh, he had himself a day—seventy-five-yard uh, touchdown uh, on that RPO. Uh, thing of beauty, and also to answer after that kick return that kind of took a little wind out of the sails, being yeah. able to answer right back, get One the momentum point. right back. Yep. That was big. 
and obviously we showed you the the opener there with uh with that uh, little little wiggle in the screen game i mean you know your boy likes likes the tunnel uh the tunnel screen so uh love to see the lineman getting out there and you know get getting some you know hats on some defenders out there and clearing the lane for for Jalen to take it to the house there and you know tally talked about uh gosnell kind of finishing a man off there in the end zone too so Absolutely. you know there's a whole lot to like about what Jalen's bringing to the table right now um you know when, when we were looking talking early in the season you know who's going to be kind of the breakout player in the wide receiver room i was like it's going to be Jalen lane um i thought jennings was the most talented but i thought lane had the biggest potential to kind of really have a blow-up season and have some some key moments throughout the season and you know, he's starting to step up in that role, especially with uh, with Jennings out of the uh, lineup for the last few weeks. So, yeah, um, you love I, you love to see that, and love seeing him having a big game like that against Wake. You know what I love seeing though, and it and it shows how fast he is. That play showed he's got absolute burners, like yeah. because it was a guy there on him, and he just hit that extra gear, and it was just like, nope, not even. And you can see homeboy just kind of. No, I'm not gonna catch him. It's I'm not just gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna stop running because I don't want to pull a hamstring because he's gonna score a touchdown regardless of what happens with me. So um I mean so obviously on that side of the ball it was great. I wanna go to one thing before we go to defense. Um and that was the fake punt. I was fooled. Y'all yeah, I was okay, shitting my dude. pants. I thought we'd just snap one yeah. to the next uh, county. Again. Yeah, I, I was looking. I was looking <laughs> at the at the punt. I mean, I, yeah, I was looking at the punter. I thought it went over his head. Like, oh but, no, not again. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, here we go. This 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 what we doing? You know, we're gonna give them the game. And then big. The next thing you know, they get like, and then all of a sudden you see number seventeen running. At first they said Dylan Whitkey, and then somebody. I think I don't know if I was texting y'all or somewhere else. Someone was like. Dylan Whitkey ain't that damn big. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, Dylan Whitkey is not 250 pounds. Yeah, I'm I sorry. think it was Brian that was like, nah, he's got like <laughs> 75 pounds on Dylan Whitkey. <laughs> so it was it was it was Cole Nelson going out there and taking the snap. And I mean they executed it perfectly. And Tally, you you said you would listen to the uh you'd listen to some of the stuff. That that play had been like They've been waiting for that play because the yeah. way the coaches and the way Steven and some of the guys yeah. talked about it, yeah, that, that thing been practiced hard. And I think uh I don't know, man. I, I gotta go back and look or you know, pay attention a little bit harder. I think uh Cheetah talked about it a little bit. He said that everybody Nobody. was fooled. He Nobody said, he said Pry got on the on the mic and was like, you know, we better make sure we kick this or something. He said something to yeah. just try to make sure that everybody was thrown off. He didn't want no leaks, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he didn't want nobody reading his mouth or nothing. So he uh even the coaches said they were surprised. And it they worked. Were, you know, only, it gave us the it gave us the boost that we needed. It, yep. it did. It was only it was only okay, Pry Holt. There were 13 people that knew that play was happening. <laughs> yeah. The guys on the field and the two coaches. That was it. Yep. Nobody else of the hundred plus people knew. They wanted to give away nothing. And I said he had to be talked into it, but I'm damn glad he was because that ended up, yeah. I think, being being some of the juice that kind of got the offense going the rest of the game too, not just on that one play. It, it, right. it's, true. it's true. It's true. And and again, it's it's one of those things like they, they and you guys did it because obviously y'all both played special teams in y'all's careers. 
why we keep practicing this? Coach ain't going to never use it. You mm-hmm. keep practicing it because when it's that opportune time when that other team is sleeping, right? Yep. We're going to do it right here. They ain't, they ain't expecting us at the plus 40. Nope. They might expect it at the minus 40, but they ain't expecting it at the plus 40. But that was right. the thing with beauty. All right, let's flip over to the defensive side of the ball because that looked like some vintage Virginia Tech on Saturday, boys. Yeah. Quarterback pressures out to Wazoo, seven total sacks. And APR, Antoine Powell, Ryland with four of those. The most, um, since 1987, only one other player, J.C. Price is the only other guy to have four sacks in the game for Virginia Tech. Now, Brian, I'm going to ask this. I'm going to flip it to Brian first because he is our offensive uh, lineman here. When you have to play somebody and you see them in a zone like that, because he all day, it, he got to four sacks, but he was constant all day just pushing mm-hmm. and getting there. Yep. What's in your head? I mean, there are points where you just get absolutely shook because if if you if you were getting worked constantly like that, um, you know, we, we talk about ghosts. offsides. We talk about seeing ghosts. We talk about um, you know the quarterback in particular. Um, the quarterback is going to have to start seeing ghosts as well, right? They they start getting rid of the ball too quick. They start bailing on the pocket too quick. So, so many different things can happen when that comes into play. You know who else was seeing ghosts? The fucking refs. <laughs> because one drive, I think they gave them like 40 yards. We commit a lot of penalties, and we deserve some of them, but the face mask that wasn't there because we touched them at the top of somebody's helmet. And um, I think it may have been a pass interference that wasn't really a pass interference. But anyway, the refs were shook too. I was shook. I'm like – there's no way we keep getting to this quarterback like this. How many tackles for loss? I mean, was it 10? Uh, uh, no. no. Uh, 13. 14. 14 tackles for loss? Including the seven sacks. 14. That's crazy. Now, Tally, you, we, we all were on him. In, in APR, I'm really glad 247 gave him one of the lower rated. Because oh, yeah. I feel like like I feel like J.C. Price is the kind of coach who would print some shit like that out and slap it in a locker. Yeah. For that motivation. Well, again, I think we talked to uh talked to Dwight a little bit. Shout out to Dwight Vic. Um, I think we talked to Dwight a little bit about it and some other people. And hey, we talked to Matei about it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? He 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 did I don't he think didn't he understand was, it. Yeah, but I'm like, just where they come up with some of these rankings, I don't know. You know, because anybody who popped the tape on, you know, out of high school, we know what he was. Then he goes to Florida and he produces why is at Florida. And then it's like, oh, he doesn't have a a rating till he commits to Virginia Tech. And I'm like, here we go again. Y'all are feeding my narrative. I already know what it is, you know? <laughs> and then now he's freaking, you know, top five in sacks. Top Come on, man. But, it, but it, it's at the beginning of the season, I think nobody thought we were going to be world beaters. But everybody kind of thought, okay, we got some stuff. And that was one of the some stuff. Hey man, he he's one of the guys that may get us to to ten sacks. He's one of the defensive ends that people are going to have to game plan for. This is things that we say, and I ain't just saying us. I'm saying Hokie Nation. Like yep. this is stuff that we talked about. But you mean to tell me you guys sitting there at uh, two four seven giving what is eighty five? Well, it was on. just watching. Well, we Come all on. watched it. Not only the tape, we saw him in games last year against like yeah. Georgia and against Florida against good yeah. teams. Like yeah making plays and it was mm-hmm. that rotational piece and he's no longer a rotational piece of virginia tech 
No. no. I mean, no. he, he graded out – I mean, y'all – I mean, we have it here somewhere. I'll, I'll have to find it. His his PFF grades are insane. And, uh, like, he, and Greg, yeah, he was a beast. Yeah. He was an absolute beast on Saturday. And I'm going to find that real and quick. And he was so. all over the place, too. They were lining yeah. him up a bunch of different spots, too, so taking advantage of his athleticism. Yeah, I think he slid inside a couple times. It was just – it was a good game plan. You know, it was something – it looked like we made adjustments and that's what you want to see as a fan. Like we're progressing, we're making adjustments. We're because I mean, I said, I was like, you know, Wake Forest is going to come in here and give us this game. They're a good coach team. They always are. And you know, it, it was a hard fought game. You know, the, the, the score was a little bit more outlandish than the actual game was. Cause we were sitting on the edge of our seat most of the game, mm-hmm. but it's like, when you go back and you, you know, now that you know the outcome and you look at it or you look at the stats, it's like we dominated them. You know, yeah. the the defensive game plan going into that game was on point. The offensive game plan was on point. It took us a while to get started. We'll talk about that. Yeah. But the, you know, it, it's just complimentary football was on was on point this week. It was or last point. week. And, and and I pulled it up here. He graded out total as an 86 with a 73 pass rush grade. You start getting over, like, it's 65. You start getting over 65 and into the 70. I think what Sheldon's tell us, that's when the guy's doing real good. Can I shout out one more else guy who actually tore it up Saturday, too? What about Keonta Jenkins? Gets a sack, three more tackles for loss, 12 total tackles, four tackles. Yeah. I mean, they were bringing him, and again, it's you're you're starting to see these pieces where he plays that star outside linebacker position. He was mm-hmm. coming in on blitz. He was back in coverages. He was man covering some people. He was coming down on run support, and you're starting to see slowly but surely the schemes coming together. Yeah, they're starting to find the players that can play more, who need to play less, and and he's one that absolutely has stood out so yeah. much. Yeah. What else? What else got y'all uh, made y'all happy on Saturday from a defensive side of the ball that went well? Zero. Zero. Zero what? Explosive runs. <laughs> Absolutely. Explosive. Well, hell, fuck it. It wasn't no runs. What they have? Thirty <laughs> yards. Thirty yards rushing. Thirty-five total I mean, yards rushing, and their they, longest was twelve. Which we're going to look at the longest run just so oh we can God. see what we did wrong. Because yeah. we gotta, yeah. we gotta be truthful. 30 they averaged one yeah they averaged one they averaged one yard a carry right um i mean and that's what we talked about we said they should not get any explosive runs because they don't have that type and when you keep them and even you keep them underneath the 20 25 it's like they weren't doing anything and something else we mentioned also on the program about a big key was win a turnover battle we didn't just win it. We dominated that turnover battle. Yeah. Yep. Um, I, I know Derek Canteen should have probably had two interceptions. Yeah. Callie, I, I know you listened to Coach Jones. What did he tell Coach Jones before he went out there and got the first? Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't. I don't remember what he said. He's like, Coach, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you a ball. Yeah. And he good. goes out there and gets it. He's like, you know, it's always nice when they do that, but like, all right, all right. Yeah. Um, but. He played great. And then the other pieces were the two forced fumbles. Yeah. I mean, it's not, you know, there's forced fumbles where it's like it's in a muck pile and somebody gets the ball bumped out. 
they were forceful, forced fumbles. Like it was like, I'm not saying they were trying to kill the quarterback, but they had bad intentions when they got to him. Both Lawson and Jenkins did. Yeah. Yeah. And it's nice to see us get home, get the strip sack, recover it. And, uh, you know, get the ball back to the offense and make some plays. Yep. Yeah, definitely. If you watch the defensive line, um, we talk about the people sack. You know, we talk about APR and the sacks. We talk about the the fumbles. That that pocket was collapsing. Everybody was pushing the pocket. You know what I'm saying? It was nowhere to go. You know, it it was nowhere for them to 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 jump out and you know get a 30 yard gain as a as the quarterback. If we had that same style of of intensity when we played, just say Rutgers, you know. Who knows what happens? I know every game is different, but their quarterback killed us. He could he couldn't pass the ball, but he kept breaking runs on us. So uh, put that last put that last quote up, uh, Brian. That last um, comment that yeah. Craig put up because we definitely got to give McDonald a shout out. Um, yep. He came up big, man. 39, 38, You still got some work to do. <laughs> but thirty nine. Hey, thirty nine. He took a step. He took a Saturday. step, man. He, he took, took a step. step. He gave he gave us some good stuff on that line, man. Like you said, not huge in the stat sheet, but he talking about collapsing the pocket. All of the boys in the middle, you know, uh-huh. McDonald, uh, Pollard, Panate, everybody who got in there was being disrupted. Fuga, everybody was being disrupted. It was good to see, man. It was good uh-huh. to see a game like that because going into the bye week. It's just a little bit more confidence, a little bit more confidence. And the last half of this season, if you go in and play with confidence, especially in these home games, I mean, yep. you know yep. what I'm saying? We we know Hokie Nation's got it. We know what they're going to oh, yeah. do. So Absolutely. It's I'm excited. Gonna be loud. It's going to be proud. Uh, one more piece of what went well before we get into the bad, and we'll hit that. For the first time all year, a team got in the red zone and they didn't convert at least one of those possessions into a touchdown. <laughs> yes, we still are at the bottom of the barrel. They Yes, we still have given up a score. But, again, it's that progress that Tally kind of always talks about. So, they were and, – and they were close to second down. They probably should – they were right on the doorstep inside right. the 10, and they didn't get there. They had to right. kick two field goals. And, again, it's those small progressions. Yeah. Um, and I think something I'm going to say before we finish this off is it was not a good start the first four games. No. It wasn't. We're realists. But I think what we saw, we saw some of the stuff we saw last year, right? Some of the same stuff happening. Last year it took 11 games to finally straighten it out. Right. It only took four. It only took five this year. Right. You're starting to see it instead of taking multiple games to fix things, it's taking a lot less, a lot less. You're seeing yeah. things done correctly quicker. And I don't know if that's the players, the coaching style. I, I can't say, but I but I can say things are getting flipped quicker than they did one season ago. All righty. So what went bad? You know, we ain't all sunshine and rainbows over here. We the dark clouds too. We, we, we only spit truth. And I'm going to say it straight up, and it's now the second straight game that happened, and it's really the probably the fourth in the last five. Yeah. Slow starts. We 
can't defense did not have a slow start offensively we started yeah. way too slow three and out three and out three and out yeah can't do it <laughs> you can't do it so yeah um slow I mean, start is not good that's that's been the kind of the consistent thing i mean thankfully defense hung in there um mm-hmm. they were able to make some plays um, but we really couldn't get anything sustained kind of through most of that first quarter um, when we finally did get it going, it got going. We were pretty much getting points almost every possession, whether it was yep. field goals or touchdowns. But it just it took a while to kind of get there, right? Yeah. Yep. And we and there's going to be again, Brian. You mentioned about the five winnable games left on the schedule. Probably only one where we're probably more than a few point dog, if any dog. And that's going to be the thing. Like if we start slow in those games, that could cost us the ball game. I think it cost Purdue. I think it cost the Rutgers game. Oh, yeah. I really do. I Definitely. think if we get fast started, and again, we'll, we'll have a season-long discussion in a few months here about what really should have happened in September. State um, of the program? Hmm. <laughs> get on that one. A um, couple other things let's talk about. Um, the offensive line play was better. Um, I've got to say, Xavier Chaplin – I mean, I think it's almost clicked. His grades, I, I, I'm he's not just, sure. He's just young, man. You know, yeah. like he's – he's when you're playing the position he's playing, you're always going to go against the best defensive lineman. Like yep. that most of the time happens. Uh, Wake Forest, people say, you know, some people say, oh, well, they're not a good team. Or they did – I mean, Clemson scored 17 points on them. Still Clemson, I think <laughs> it was 12 to 17. It was a close game. Um, yes, it was. They're they're they're, they're a, a Clint. I mean, a Florida. A, well, forgive me. <laughs> they're a Wake Forest team. They're what I expect them to be most of the time. Yep. Hard nosed, gritty. Um, what? Who did we talk about? Uh, um, shoot, Jay Sheen. I can't yeah, remember what number. Number thirty. If you if you go watch him on tape, like he is causing chaos. He, yes, is, he is doing what he's supposed to do. So when you see. Chaplin going against players like that, or like last week, him going against Verse. I yeah. mean, man, he's only a sophomore. <laughs> Who knows? The sky's the limit for the kid. He's got the size. It looks like he's got the feet. And like you said, it looks like it's starting to click. But a lot of that comes down to the attitude that the offense wants to have. And that was um, a team returning all four starters on that defensive line. Thank you, Ian, mm-hmm. for that right there. Yep. But, but, but we start looking through the grades here. I'm going to read them off real quick. Just so y'all know, Xavier, 69.2, 86 pass grade. Braylon Moore, 64.2, 83 pass grade, 52 run grade, kind of middle of the pack there. I keep moving down. Brody Meadows, 58 total grade with a uh, 52 pass grade. And we keep coming to a spot. Kay Moore also had a solid number being a center. Brian, tell me what you – Go to your verbiage about what a center is, about their grades. Because Brian Brian put a very good statement together as we were talking on the phone yesterday for a couple minutes. Well, I was just saying, if you're, if you're looking at run block grades, if your center is uh, anything but like middle of the pack to low end of your starters, then he's either elite or the rest of your offensive line is garbage because your center's at a disadvantage in a run block situation nine times out of ten. Yeah. Uh, just because 
the snap has to happen. It's gonna be a, it's all gonna be a little slower than what a guard would be or what or what a, a tackle would be. And you add to the fact that generally they are about a foot to a foot and a half closer to the defensive line than the rest of the offensive line. The rest of the offensive mm-hmm. line, they got a hat about splitting the uh, the center's hip, right? It's just yeah. in front of their hip. So they're, they're about a foot and a half closer to the, those defenders too. So everything that they do is going to be a little bit more difficult and is going to look a little more ugly in most cases. Mm-hmm. So if your center's out there putting up elite numbers, like I said, they're either elite or the, or the highest numbers on your team. They're either elite or the rest of the line is pretty garbage. All right. All right. Well, well, let's let's talk about where the offensive line, where the struggles are. And I know these are PFF grades. Some people don't like them. Some people love them. Bob, they're Schick really good man. for pass pass pro grade. I mean, pass pro is pass pro. If if you see a bad pass pro grade, it's it's pretty true to life. Run grade because of the different calls, different responsibilities. You might see some fluctuation there as far as how accurate those are. But I mean, pass pro is pass pro. Either you, you do it or you don't. Well, the right side of the line had two of the worst pass pro grades. Uh, it might be in the country. Bob Schick was at an 8.4. Brody Meadows was at a 4.5. Brian, let me ask you a question. <laughs> let me ask you a question, Brian. You was coached before, right? Yeah. You coached high school? Yep. So you used to coaching kids. You know, I, young men, um, all of them, you, you start getting in that age, young men. You're the offensive line coach. You see what you've been seeing from 70 and 75, and – the head coach says, Coach Siegler, I want you to go in there and talk to him, and I want you to give it to him. What are you going to go say to 70 and 75 <laughs> about their play for this year? Well, I, I don't need to say a whole lot because I will go ahead and, and make the statement that I think we need to make, and that is put them on the bench. That's the ultimate statement that I can make right now because at this point in the season, I've said my piece four, five, six times. So the only thing that's going to make a difference is making a change. And I mean, it's nice seeing Brody get some more run because a lot more run this week, you know, you know, between, between Bob and, uh, and Braylon, obviously being nicked up some, he's, he's getting a lot more run, right? but I need to see somebody else at right tackle. And, And just to say, you know, somebody behind him is not able to step up. Parker may be the best we got at right tackle right now, right? right? He may right. be. But I want to see somebody else out there at least for a little bit. Yeah. Give just me, to give, just to see if we can get somebody else in for for a series or so. Just so I feel better. Yeah. Jonathan Talley. Well, Doesn't help me feel better. Shit. Well Johnny Garrett did come in for a couple here. Uh he had two pass pro opportunities. He scored a sixty eight. That's only on two. I know that's not yeah, that yeah that, that's a sample size you can't really too small. <laughs> Um, but again, I, I think, and we've been mentioning this the last couple of weeks. And again, we're not, you know, I don't, you know, they're, they're kids, right? They are kids, and I mm-hmm. say that to a point there. Some of them grown. Parker but grown. He's been in college a while. <laughs> he got that ugly beard or whatever it is. But what, I, what, that I what I'm saying Go is, ahead, for Curtis. us, we're, we're, we're fans, and it's like we're critiquing, and it's like. It's they're not playing well. They're not showing improvement. And here's the issue I think we have more than anything. The other four guys who are getting significant run, it's improvement every week. They're doing something like Xavier's doing better. Brody's coming in on the fly and playing better. Does he have his lapses? Oh, we're going to see one in a little while where he screwed up. 
But you're seeing the other four guys take – it's not gigantic leaps. I think Xavier Chaplin is borderline. It could be gigantic by the end of the season. But the, everybody's taking good positive steps, getting better, playing better. They're not. And in some cases, Schick is about where he was all season. Parker stepped back. Yeah. Um, so – uh, there's two more pieces I want to hit here. The fits on the kick return with Keller and Lovett. We're going to actually look at that and kind of point it out. That was not a good fit by either one of those guys. They're young. That's okay. Coach, we got to improve third down, y'all. We were three for 13. We scored 30 points, and we couldn't freaking convert a third down to save our butt. I know Shelton says he's not the biggest fan of looking at third down. It's more of what you do on first and second. But when it's third down, four for 14 total because we went for it on the – when you're 30% on third down, games like this where your defense forces some turnovers and you make some big plays, okay, it's not going to matter as much. It's in the 24-24 games. Yeah. It's in yep. the tight games. And I know I love Sheldon to death and his stat, and stats, but I sit here and it's like – Homie, if we keep getting the third down 13 times and we're converting 30% of those, we're not going to win that game right. unless we block a kick, force a turnover, or hit one play touchdowns. They all don't happen every game. Yeah. Right. And I think what we need to kind of put together, I think this would be, you know, maybe, maybe a metric we can look at, you know, if we have some success on first and second down and we get ourselves in third and manageable third and short, we need to look at how those conversions are happening. We know that percentage-wise, if we're putting ourselves in third and long, we're probably going to struggle converting third downs. But what I want to see is us get into that like 80% completion rate when we're in third and four or less. If we get to that point, then you feel like, you know, if we can stay on the field as long as we stay on schedule. Um, And, looking at drives and looking at at downs where we do stay on schedule. If, if we have drives where we were consistently staying on schedule, you know, that plays well, whether it limits the number of third downs you get because of your first and second down success, or whether it puts you in those third and manageable situations where you're able to convert the, the more we can do that, the better, regardless of how we end up shaking out on the, 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 the raw percentage. Um, I think I want to, you know, it might be good to look more at a granular level and see, all right, so are these third and longs that we're missing on? Are these third and shorts? How, you know, what what what's going wrong on these specific plays? Is it execution? Is it a bad play call? You know, let's look at it um, under a little bit more of a microscope because, you know, to Shelton's point, sometimes looking at it big picture doesn't give you the whole story, but also three and 13 is kind of an ugly number to throw out there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you get now, behind the sticks, then you gonna have trouble converting them third downs. You got you, you got to stop doing it. You got to start, you know, getting third and short. You know, whatever. Yep. Make the play calls where you're getting third and twos and third and threes, and you know, sometimes we can do the tush push instead of being at third and eight and Trek. stuff it's, like that. It's finding Stephen Gosnell for five yards on second and nine. Mm-hmm. It's finding Felton for seven yards on like a little out to make it third and three. It's making those plays on second down. Now, this is where I'm kind of impressed. I, I did some re- research here. We are actually on the top half, so we are better than 65th 
We are 56 in the country in actual gaining first downs. Think about we and we've talked about it a couple of times. We've had some struggles on third downs. How much better that first down number would be? It would probably be getting into that territory where it's like they're gonna get them on first, they're gonna get them on second, and when they get them on third, they're gonna get them there too. They're gonna keep getting the ball and keep moving it. So it'll be interesting there. All right, real quick. Tally, anything happened that you were not prepared for on Saturday? Well, I mean, I don't want to say not prepared for because I kind of know, you know, what he does. But, like, drones, man, he just – he is – he's got that moxie about himself, man. Uh, game's kind of going back and forth. Uh, you get in a little bit of a running situation where they try to, you know, after the play, rip the ball and – do all this, and Drones gets right in the face. You know, he's in their face. His offensive lineman jumping there, pulling back to protect him. Um, and then you kind of start seeing the game swing. I didn't, I don't, again, I want to say I didn't expect that because that's, I do expect him to run the team. But when you have a quarterback that's just got that little bit of a edge to him, mm-hmm. I think that's why offense starts taking that edge. And then that trickles to the defense. You start seeing people having fun. This team just, has that edge. I talked about it. I talked about it from the first time I seen him play in that Purdue game. You know, that one run where he, you know, is going out of bounds and he sees the, the cornerback and lowers that shoulder. Runs at you him. Know, <laughs> out, you know, just, just, just seeing that, man. And uh, It's like every week he comes with something like that. He comes with that fire. He comes with a little bit of assholeness to him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And I again, like you gotta I really have think, that. You gotta I, really, have that. I really think the people who don't have that is the ones we see in struggle. I seen, we'll we'll see it in the plays. You know, we seen Brody. You know, he misses a block that he should get, but he goes and lays on somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like we're we gonna you, see that play. We're gonna see you that hit play. Somebody. You you hit know, somebody. I've seen what? seventy miss a block and start clapping. What the fuck are you? I'm sorry, Brian. What you thinking, man? <laughs> well, Brian, what were you expecting on Saturday? Or not prepared for on Saturday? I was not prepared for our ability to answer one of those gut punch type plays. So seeing that kick return, I was like, "Oh, here we go." Yeah, yeah. We, we, we done. We done lost the momentum. We might end up winning the game, but this is going to be another hell game for the next. <laughs> at this point, was it fucking like? 25 30 minutes left in the game. Yeah. Uh, I think you texted. Uh, 25 minutes left in the game. Yeah, no, 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 no. They, they they did this in the first half, so was, 36 minutes left. 36, 36 minutes. minutes. Yeah, 36. Yeah, minutes. yeah, okay. cuz they hold on cuz I got it here. Uh it was exactly 30 29 10 left when they scored that kick return. All right. All right. So my point is that that's that's a type of play that last year and parts of early parts of this year would have fucked us up. Would have fucked us up to the point where it would at least been a hell game the rest of the way. It definitely, you know, could have turned ugly for us. Um, but we responded immediately. I did not anticipate that type of response from the offense immediately gripping that momentum back and then never really letting it go the rest of the game. Yep. All right. For me, I think it was just how the defense looked because the defense took another gear on Saturday. Like I expected us to play good defensively. I did. Um, I, I expected um, just, just, just so everybody knows 
It's Chiron. This is the spelling of it. Thank you, uh, Mr. Drones out there, correcting everybody on that. But what I'll say is, is you saw, you mentioned the edge of drones, right? And how I think that's passed along to the defense. I think you have a bunch of, I do think we have a bunch of dog defensive coaches. I do. I think Chris Marv, if you hear about him. um, (laughs) Yes, they kill us too, sir. They kill us too with the pronunciation sometimes. Yeah, he said it's pronounced like like Byron. Byron. Byron Drones. Byron Drones. All right, there we go. Everybody got that? That's your lesson in QB1's name. But you, you saw that edge come back, and we so long for so many years had that edge hitting people, forcing, almost in some places making people a little nervous to do things. You saw that at times. Like, mm-hmm. there was a couple times when Kern, he was trying to get out, and he was getting there throw, and he was like, like, you could tell he just didn't know what to do. He didn't know what to do. And that's what I was surprised in. I think seeing that step makes me feel really good. All right. Yeah, and I think looking at that, I mean, you know, we had talked about when we were previewing, like, you know, we were expecting Griffiths. They don't really break the pocket on the edge. If they're running, they're usually kind of following the uh, that running back on that slow mesh and things like that. And we didn't really see them kind of get in a groove with the slow mesh. Oh, no. Every time they tried that, we were in their grill. <laughs> we were in their face. Yeah, They were uncomfortable. Yeah, that's, And that's what you want. And they got uncomfortable on both sides of the ball. All right, what can we do better moving forward? Obviously, we got to avoid the slow start, right? Everybody agree with that? Oh, yeah. How about this? And I don't want to say better moving forward, but keep finding his bag. There sometimes is missing, but after that first quarter and pretty much the rest of the game, Tyler Bowen was in his bag calling plays. He's gotten to a point now he doesn't – his script isn't always where it needs to be right off the bat. His adjustments have been pretty damn consistent all year, especially in the last probably four or five games. I'm telling you, it's, I, man, I don't know. I don't want to go too deep. <laughs> I want to talk about this game. But it's like when you got a – I think everybody in the nation knows drones is a gamer now, right? Yeah. I, I think everybody 100%. knows that. When he – again, I go back to the play when they're, when they're screwing with him. The defense, he he, he gets about a five-yard run, and they're t- tugging the ball from him and pulling on him and stuff, and he gets up in the defensive face. Get in the defensive uh, lineman's face. Like, first of all, a quarterback in a defensive lineman face, a lot of times you don't see that. So mm-hmm. once he do that, it's like I feel like the offensive play caller started feeding off of it too. Okay. Oh, okay. You feeling it. You feeling it. This is what you do what you do. Like, you know that, that he going to bring that. Go ahead and let him do it. Let yep. him be him from the beginning of the game. You know what I'm saying? Moving forward, like you said, Curtis, I don't. I know we have script, scripted plays that we have to go with. We're trying Everybody to get the game going. But when you got somebody like Drones back there, you got to let him eat, man. Just let it. Like, I think call, that. Call the, his oh, number. Call his number. Hey, what you seeing? I don't know. I don't know the verbiage that they're using. But, you know, I've been in those huddles where it's like the coach is like, what are you saying? We're going to, hey, we need, we need a spark. Tell me what we need to do. When we pop off break, I think I think I think we're gonna have one of those. I really do. All right, we got to keep attacking negative plays and takeaways. That defense feeds off of it. We've got a very good secondary. 
I think we've got to stay with that. Like I said, that's what surprised me. It was a different edge Saturday. And it, everybody keeps saying we got to make a shirt because Print Pride loves to say it, right? <laughs> Saturday, and we got to keep doing it forward because every game we have either won or right there in complimentary football. Takeaways equal touchdowns. Bad plays get answered. So um, I think it's uh, – I mean, that's how you win, right? If the defense stops and you go score or they force a turnover and you go score, that's how you're going to win. That's complimentary you start football. Stacking that's those, <laughs> you start stacking those together, you're going to come out pretty good most games. Yes, All sir. Right. All right, boys, before we get into the second half of our episode, Know Thyself, because we're going to look at some plays from Saturday, we do have to take a break from our digital partners and Main Street Pharmacy. I can probably save you a lot of money, and I can take a lot better care of you. That's pretty much it. My name is Jeremy Counts, and I'm a pharmacist. I own and operate Main Street Pharmacy here in downtown Blacksburg. My brother's a pharmacist, I'm a pharmacist, my uncle's a pharmacist, my dad's a pharmacist. I remember he would give me M&Ms to count in little pill counters. This is something I've always done, and I'm just lucky that what I know so well is something that I can do and feel good about it and give back to people. Pharmacies are your frontline defense. Pharmacy's job is to make sure you're getting optimal care for the lowest price possible. Also, we take the pressure off of emergency rooms. I'll tell people immediately when they need to go to the doctor, or I'll tell them if they just need a cream over the counter. If there's something that isn't commercially available, if it's something that's not available in a certain strength or a certain form or anything like that, we'll make it. Tailor-made medications. Some of those options save people a lot of money. What motivates me? I get to take care of people in Lemon Blacksburg. That's all I need. As we take a quick break, we'd like to tell you about getting your free website report from our digital partner, Grassroots Digital Marketing Studio. They'll tell you how your website ranks on Google, on-site SEO, and social media. No commitment to buy anything. You can get your free report by visiting grassrootsdigitalstudio.com forward slash free dash website dash report. Now back to the episode. All righty. So we are going to get into watching some tape tonight. This is a little know thyself. This is a bye week. We don't have an enemy to preview. Um, quick note, we will be here Sunday night. Not Tuesday. It is a early game next week. Trying to get the content out early. Trying to get the breakdowns early. Plus, Brian has all week to look at Syracuse. Yeah. Oh, usually Brian's got about a day and a half to look at this stuff. Tally's got about a day and a half to watch a condensed game. Florida State fucked them up. (laughs) That's the game I watched. Like I was focused on that game, and I mean, they doghoused them. Like I was kind of watching. Like this is a measure stick game for us. Yeah. All right, man. We played them a lot tougher than they did. But let's get into some fun stuff here. All right, first play we got is the play we've been talking about. It is the 75-yard touchdown bomb. Happened in the second quarter. It's 4-10. That's right when they scored, um, right after they scored their kick return touchdown. And uh, Brian's going to let it play through, and then we're going to talk about it a little bit. Hmm. Don't, and there don't, it goes. right here, That's, right there. That, that, that extra there, gear. Right there. That extra gear. He hit the gear right there. All them linebackers' uh, eyes was on one. Yep. Don't let him run. Watch it. That, this here we go. Is it's the, coming again. It's coming again here. RPO. I mean. Watch the, watch the safeties. Both safeties. Yeah, pulling down. 
that's what you get when you got playmakers at positions. That's what you get when you got a game plan for a certain person. Watch both safeties. Yeah. They're right there. They're right inside each hashes. Watch it. All right. He's sticking that thing down. Downhill, downhill. So that first safety is going to be a spill defender. He's he's going to be playing the run all the way, right? So, But that second one that got sucked in late, <laughs> that's what opened it up, man. That's what opened it up. Yeah, he got opened up. Now he's clapping like he in church. Got his hands up. <laughs> hallelujah. Looking at the wrong man. It's just right right there. When he came up, there voided spot right there. That that corner tried everything to get over there. What, what, the play what, call, great pass. Yeah, I, I mean, solid protection. Solid <laughs> protection. You know what I'm saying? Everything worked out right. And this is this is a prototypical RPO, right, Brian? Yep. yep. You suck in the safety, and, that, and that's exactly how you want to draw it up. Like that's exactly how the RPO can be an absolute dagger to a defense. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, what's more impressive about this RPO? And, and y'all tell me. At this point in time, we weren't getting chunk plays in the run game. We were we were getting a couple, two, three, three, four. Yeah, we didn't really start. We we we. This is a game where, you know, identity wise, we wore them down on both sides of the ball mm-hmm. because we wore them down offensively, and then we started being able to gash them in the run game. Right, and we wore them down defensively, and we started getting even more sacks, even more tackles for loss, even more strips. Like it, it, it was a cumulative effect throughout the game. You know, from a statistical standpoint, we dominated cover to cover, but you saw that domination really come to fruition at the end when they were just completely wore down on both sides of the ball. Very true. All right. So that's the bomb, the, the perfect RPO. This is the system we expected to see. This is the system, like Brian said, Tally, you mentioned. These are the type plays that if you have playmakers like Jalen Lane and quarterbacks like Kyron Jones that can be deadly, no matter the defense you have. Because I think there are a lot of defenses, you ain't going to control those safeties from voiding those spots. All right. Second one here is I liked this play. A, it showed Kyron's running ability. Also, Tally's boy, Stephen Gosnell. Let's run this one. Mm-hmm. Brian's efforting over there. Efforting. <laughs> no, it's efforting. running, but it's not playing. Hang on. <laughs> trying to make right. a line on it. It's all right to look at Hokie Stone sometimes. Yeah. Speaking of that, what did you think about the Hokie Stone helmets we had at one time, Curtis? I've always liked the Hokie Stone helmets. I think we, I need, like to bring them, I think we need to bring them back for one game. One game would be nice. Black one game. Um, I mean, I always want the 2010 Will We State jersey back. The black, that was of course. I like the Hokie Stone um, because I, I don't know. It's something to me. You could do the Hokie Stone to me. That would almost be a game. Is it not coming up, or is it finally coming up? It like easily incorporate that into either the like the, the 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 orange or the whiteout games 
Like, to me, wouldn't it be cool to see that gray with, like, an orange VT? First of all, if they made a hat like that, you'd go by in about two seconds. Ooh, oh, yeah. Oh, with, with an orange VT? Oh, like yeah. That? Oh, yeah. I'll go get that. No, no, I'm going no to get, gonna get just about anything orange, though. So, they, they <laughs> I mean, if they want me to spend money, they know what to show me. All right, perfect, perfect. This is the play right here. I mean, so I, I'll let y'all talk about the concepts because – this one's a little bit different. I, I ain't going to talk about a concept. I'm just talking about this play for a minute. All right. So, again, you have a quarterback behind the line that's not very good. I think we had just got a penalty or something because we're at second and 18. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, they're, they're they're blitzing. He breaks this pocket. Gosnell is out there just giddy because he knows that that quarterback's going to find him. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> when Drones breaks the pocket – He's looking downfield. He can run the ball, but again, he's showing growth. He's showing it pisses me off that, and I know that we're going to talk about this later on uh, in one of our shows, but I just look at what he's done with the reps that he's had and in the games that he's played. What would be the record? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You got to go into what the record would be if we see. Come Give on, us two man. months and a couple bottles. What? Um, this so, was the play. This was easy. the play you talked about. This was yeah, the play. That's you it. About. Like that ain't easy for when when this when he shut shakes off this two hundred and thirty pound uh, linebacker or whoever's on his shoulder. That ain't easy to do. No. And I mean, <laughs> looking at it conceptually, so we got both slots are crossing. They're kind of running running those deep crossers, uh, and then you have got. Uh, on the outside here, just you got a little quick out from Gosnell, and Gosnell just he finds his spot. He, he gives him his quarterback a big target as he's escaping the pocket, mm-hmm. and then you know as impressive as that was by drones, and then you know Gosnell being able to find that crease and give himself a big pocket. I like the run after here, yeah, because he, he he's going for the sticks. He getting to the sticks, man. He, he just smart, just a smart, yeah, just a smart football play. But it goes back to it's the broken plays in his passing, and it's mm-hmm. goes back to having a guy like Gosnell because if you watch, go ahead, play it, Brian. The guy who's supposed to be covering Gosnell is right over there, right there. Those crossers when when the pocket broke down, those crossers ran him off. Gosnell just hooked up, like I'm gonna stay right here because I, I'm 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 calling him uh, drone security blanket. Because yep. drones has it's now in his head because he said he called him KD in the interview. There you go, there you go. I like that. Yep, he called him KD because it's like I know if I get in trouble, you're going to go sit down in a spot somewhere that I can get you the ball, and that's what he does here. He just stays on the sidelines. Drones gets out. You can see his eyes are downfield, and then all of a sudden he catches him out of the corner and just fires it. There was no hesitation, right? And what he's good at, what is, what Drones has shown that he's good at is he's good at he's good at throwing the ball. I don't know what people tried to tell me early in the year, but he's he's really good at throwing the ball on the run. When they move the pocket, when he mm-hmm. breaks the and he he's doing that kind of off one leg throw, mm-hmm. he's pretty accurate throwing the ball that way. So we just gotta let him we gotta let him eat, man, on the plays that that he's doing that, you know, we don't want the pressure to be the one to make him do it, but 
You know, it's great that he can do that, and we got to use that to our advantage on plays. And that's why you want to roll the pocket probably a little bit more mm-hmm. and kind of get him out on that edge and let him be able to do what he does best there. Right. It's also when you start doing that more and more, right, people are staying home, and then you get that big run like Florida State, the big run like at Purdue where it's like, we got to stay home, he can actually hit these passes, and it's just like, well, you just let this guy who can run a big old lane straight down the middle. All right, start, is, and you start to get to the point where it's a pick your poison type thing. It right. is. It is. All right. This is one of Brian's favorite plays in any offense. Let him break it down here. Man, is it doing it again? Hang on. Oh, is it? I had them it's, all queued up, and now I've got to, like, re-add them here. So. Oh, my gosh. This just, is a – well, this is this is going to be a Benji Gosnell play, y'all. Second quarter um, – Early part of the second quarter. This is helping set up the first touchdown. Tally, I'm sure you ran a number of these in your day playing tight end too. Just getting up the just getting up the scene and flipping your head around. Yep. Uh, Interesting concept too. We don't do this enough. And I what I love here, so you know, we talked about going back to the ODU game. Uh, what ODU was kind of doing to us to open up some run lanes, we kind of did here to open up a passing lane up the seam. Mm-hmm. Look at this. Look at what we got at the bottom here. Way, way out there. Way mm-hmm. out there, out, right right there on outside the numbers, stacked. Get those guys outside the hashes. We got three guys outside the hashes here. And that just opens that up right there, man. But what you got to look at more is you're in second and one. You know, first of all, on first down, something good happened. Yep. So now you're in second and one. When you're in second and one, you got options. You know, you can run ball. You can throw the ball. Because if you don't get something, you know, I don't want to say worst case scenario, but just say you, you throw an incomplete pass or, you know, you lose a yard. You're in third and two. You're still in third and short. So that's the perfect time to be able to call something like that or to be able to, you know, have a play like that. But you got to be. Um, you got to be successful on first downs, yep. you know, on those early downs, you got to get ahead of the sticks. And that is just, that play is set up by the play before. So um, perfect, perfect play call, you know, looked like Benji kind of got, got kind of got chipped a little bit. So it looked like he came out of his break, kind of falling down a little bit, but good job by him to get his head flipped around. Cause the ball is, as soon as his head flipped around, the ball is coming. If you can look at when when Jones releases this thing, you know, yep. he ain't giving the defense time to close in on that. One more thing. Pause it real quick, Ryan. Pause right there. Look at the alignment. Was that was that Xavier Chaplin? Somebody, Chaplin. somebody is different up on top because that's not Parker on the top there. Uh, Chaplin's up at the top, I believe. So that's a that's a very staggered. No, like, Parker's up there. Parker's up there. No, no, Parker's no. Go look there. at it. No, go back to it. Y'all going to see something. Just wait. See? Go back. Just a hair. See? It's a pull right there. All right. Hang on. We, uh, okay, right there. That, that, okay. That's probably unbalanced line. It's an unbalanced yeah. line. Yeah. yeah. So th- I think this was an RPO. Watch. Because if he comes down, he has it wide open. If that's covered, look at that. Look at that. If that's covered right there, Look at that run lane. Well, essentially, if they run with Benji, he's got a, a lane to run up the middle. Yep. They didn't. 
The no, linebackers they, stayed. They, they stayed. They stayed right there. They they sunk in. They already, uh, as they've been doing all game, crashed one safety up in the box. So yep, yep. And we they, get their game play. plan. Their game plan was to make drones beat them with his arm, and he, he fucked them up. He yeah. fu- <laughs> <laughs> he by the way, up. by the way, that that play was set up by a drones rush for nine. Right. You know so, what I'm saying? So they seeing ghost early in the game. Well, I say early. It's the second quarter, but. Right. You know, we've been going three and out, and we've been doing it. But somebody uh, put that – what, what Craig says, can we get Tebow credit yet? Yeah, we definitely can. Because you know what? When we when we see some bad stuff going on, we're we going to call that out. So when it's good, we got to let them – we got to say, hey, you know, coaches is doing what they're supposed to do. And you know what's crazy, too? I don't know what how this season's going to end. Uh, get me to a bowl game, coaching staff. That's what we need to do. Um, get, we got a, a pretty decent recruiting class going. We need to hit the portal, blah, 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 all of that stuff. But I'm interested to see what we do at quarterback coach. We ain't got a quarterback coach. We got a young quarterback with a uh, offensive coordinator that's doubling as his quarterback coach as well. It's worked so far. <laughs> well, remember, because that's, you because that's, why, because that's, why you, that's why you got the right quarterback in now. You know what I'm saying? Like at this point, I think me and Dwight was saying at the beginning of the season, at this point, you just got to get talent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, coaching matters, All but you just got to get some talent. And that's we're what also, go ahead. We're also at a point in college football where you don't to Brian's point where he said he liked Tebow there was he's gonna tell him what he wants to get done. Brian Chris is a quarterback coach. Brian Chris mm-hmm. has been coaching quarterbacks for years. That's the guy who's working on the mechanics. But to what Brian Siegler said was the guy who's running this offense who knows where he wants the ball to go, how he wants things done, that's in the head of Kyron of in, or in Drones right now. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm afraid I'm going to mispronounce it after uh, <laughs> Drones. Curtis Shook. <laughs> yeah, you know, hey, Drones' dad yeah, is – Y'all know uh, I can screw up names, too. Daddy, I don't like defen- yeah, Drones' dad a defensive line. Curtis screw up too. a name? Ain't no way. Ain't no way. <laughs> But, but but you see you see you always said Brian you're okay with this defense. He's going to tell him how they want the offense ran, where the ball needs to go, what we want to do here. Great, I'm fine with having an analyst work on his mechanics. It doesn't have to be the quarterback coach because if the quarterback coach knows what he wants to do and he can get it in Drone's head of how to execute, that's yeah. what matters. And every week, every week we see better and better. All right, this but is you another know- one. You know what else I like too? What I, I mean, again, Pry is when I hate, I, I ain't gonna say I hate, you know, sometimes when you hear coaches say, well, we want the right kind of kids in. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes when you hear that, it's like, eh, what, what did that mean? Because I kind of want some kids that's kind of fucked up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I want some good kids, but I want some kids that's kind of mean too. But when you talk about getting the right kind of kids in, like Drones' daddy is a football coach, he's mm-hmm. coached him his whole life. So I'm sure, I mean, when he did his interview, he's talking about, you know, talking with his dad about the game and stuff like that. And I'm sure they look at film together like that kid has been doing this for a long time. A and, long he, time. and, you know, just this was the perfect storm for him because he does have stuff outside of the staff that can help him. You know, he's got his family is a big sports family. You know, he's got his quarterback coaches that he works out with in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Things like that, man, it's just you can't coach some of the stuff that they're able to do. 
You know what I'm saying? You can't coach some of the stuff that he already has. So I'm just I'm excited about what I'm seeing, man. And I gotta get <laughs> <laughs> hey listen. If I screw up a name, I will find a way to do it. QB one. How about that? QB one. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, let's do this here. This is this is this is the will killer right here. This is the drive. Uh, we score and make it 17. This is a big run from Malachi Thomas, who the last two weeks has looked so much better. I mean, yeah, y'all like explain it. what happened there. Well, what, the what happened there? Line, what happened the there is that they they I mean they said it in the broadcast. You you see it here. They were running those defensive ends up the damn field. They were bringing uh, safeties. They were bringing those those nickel backs. They were bringing corners off the edge hard, and we just ran underneath that there. Yep. They was doing everything they could to make sure one didn't kill them. Yep. Their eyes are on number one. I'm just telling y'all. <laughs> That's true. You got to think this kid ain't even played a lot of football. Nope. I I'm love saying, what the right side of the line did, though. They just – Just watching people. Right side? Left side, left side, left side. <laughs> left side of the line. Just wash people out of the way. So, so look at Chaplin getting two blocks there. Yeah, walled off the mic and then got up on the safety. Good. Hey, man, I like it. Hey, you got to have a little bit of attitude. This is the fourth quarter. We're up by 10. And I'm thinking, man, we're going to win this game 13 to 23. You know, uh-huh. we may drive a little bit and then we may punt and we may stop them. But no, I. Yeah, our offense up there wanting to hit somebody. Our offense said, "No, nah, we're gonna score again." <laughs> oh man! All right, so there are some highlights from the offensive side of the ball. The next three plays, because y'all know we fair and balanced, we gotta throw some boo boos in there. We gotta show some things that didn't go quite well. Um, and the first one here, this is pretty early in the game. Was it's a it's a it's a it's a loss by Tootin. And, Brian, I'm going to let you all go on this because this is some technical stuff that happened. And this is the play that Tally talked about with Brody Meadows. Watch him. So, there's the loss. But let's run it again. This is a combination of, like, two linemen getting blown up and another two linemen not doing what they're supposed to do. Just right. looking like a clusterfuck, if, if we're being honest. <laughs> that's right. That's what it is. So, I mean, the right side gets blown up. They're doing the right thing. They're just not winning. No. Okay. Uh, then you go to the, you know, pretty decent job of Caden getting up to the second level there. Uh, pretty decent job of Chaplin kind of walling off that uh, defensive end that's trying to uh, crash inside. Brody completely whiffs. But, but, Bro- but Brody goes and, and puts somebody on his ass after he completely whiffs. Man, if you're going to fuck up, fuck up and hurt somebody. Like up and hit somebody, you know what I'm saying? If, if I wish we had a little sting, there's Brody right there. Yeah, uh, play it one more time so everybody can see because he gets beat. That, that D tackle swim moved his butt. And just, whoop, watch him. Him and he finds somebody right in here and just like, I'm gonna shove you down if nothing else. The entire defensive line played a game I like to call let's meet at the running back three yards in the backfield. Yeah, and they won. And, they and won. right where you got it stopped right there. That is not a good spot that you want to be. You do never want to see your right tackle in that position that number seventy is in right now. He's on his ass in the backfield, right there, getting pushed down into other guys. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, uh, getting thrown on your ass is one thing. Getting put on your back as an offensive lineman is not a good look in a run no. in a run play call. Uh-uh. Pass play, you might see it. Right. You're on your heels a little bit. 
You got to get a punch. They're coming at you full speed. You're supposed to be going forward here. Ain't no way you're supposed to be on your back. On your back. You're leaning up against number 30 like you Forrest Gump and Bubba sitting out there trying to in war. Y'all leaning, leaning on each other. Get your big ass up and go hit somebody. All righty. So there is one of the native, and y'all can see what happened, but it's also that thing of getting blown up. But to the point of these two guys, and I think it's why the younger guys are doing so much better, is they're playing fast and not thinking, just hit somebody. Okay, I got beat. Well, screw it. What if Tootin breaks that guy's tackle? If I can get up here and go blow somebody up. Yep. Right? Confidence, right? man. That's yep. right. You got your quarterback back there fighting and cussing out defensive linemen. You know, you got your running back breaking 10 tackles in the backfield. Sooner or later, the offensive line got to say, fuck, man, we got to do something too. So, yeah, they getting a little bit nasty too. All righty. Y'all know what this play is because y'all can see what it is. It's a kick return. Y'all know Hmm. what it's about to happen. Fuck that kick return. Damon Claiborne, we talked about him. Virginia kid. He should have been at Tech. Could have. But, yeah, this is one, I mean, you kind of end up with uh, Lovett kind of on an island here because you got a little bit out of your gap. Yeah. You you have to, like, pause it probably maybe when he's about at the – 10, 15. Uh, All right. So you don't want to see this right here. Down here at the bottom, you got three guys way too damn close. Uh-huh. All the way pushed outside. Yep. Uh-huh. And so what happens here is now you got your your kind of safety valve here is now on an island because he's going to run right through that hole. And he's got a two-way read. He can go either way. So, so you got your 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 last line of defense there in a bad spot, and he's got a blocker that's coming up on him. Yep. <laughs> now, you, you, don't look away, Thomas. Y'all need to look at this stuff. Because what you can see is Lovett got put in a bad position, and it was a couple other guys that effectively, they blocked it up good because we were – y'all are telling me three of the guys got in the wrong spots. They got uh, two that three and the guys was too. Those three guys at the bottom are way too close to that sideline. They're way too close together. Like you don't. Right there. Yeah, that's it. They're no good. Way out there. This guy has to be closer to the hash. Yeah, he needs to be at least probably two, three feet, maybe four feet closer to that hash. And he gets. He was already too far to the left, and then gets washed. Yeah, absolutely washed by the blocker. And they did a good. Uh, they did a good job putting the hat on the hat. Like, yeah, I mean, it's blocked very well. I mean, this is they, about as good as you can block on a mm-hmm. on a kick return. So, because even if he's there with what happened, he was still going to get a chance to get Lovett. Lovett had to make a choice. Yeah, but what you want to do is you want to have that hole where that blocker's coming through. You want to have that squeeze nice and tight, so Lovett can make a decision to get up in there a little bit quicker to squeeze that a little bit more, but he can't do that because it's such a a big area. He's got to play back and kind of see what decision the return guy is going to make. And then that allows the blocker to get up in his, in his, in his grill there and makes, makes that decision even harder. Right. Now he goes down. Should the, the, should the correct choice in this not go 
inside you sideline leverage and and go top. I'm, I'm pointing at the screen like y'all can see. I mean, he's he bend, he's he's trying to bend it back. I mean, he, he he thinks he has help by the the yeah the last line on the other side plus the the kicker. So if he's bending it back inside, there should be more help there. So inside. I don't mind him taking kind of an outside leverage on that block. Okay. Yeah. He's just trying to turn the play back inside, you know, and the only thing that you can, I guess, kind of do in that situation is blow that blocker up and try to blow him back. But, I mean, in the position he's in, he's kind of flat-footed and that blocker's got a head of steam. So, yeah. you know, he wants to keep one of his arms free. He chose to keep his outside arm free. And the returner just did a good job of following that block going inside. And so you know that's that's and that's then getting vertical because he got vertical fast enough to get past the kicker. Yeah. All right. All right. There's another one of the bad. Again, we ain't perfect. Well, let's ask a question. What ain't we usually been kicking the ball out of the back of the end zone? What happened? We have. I don't know. Lowe's been kicking it a ton out the back. So of the end I, zone. I know there was some wind that impacted parts of the game. Um, yeah. I don't know if we were kicking into the wind at this point. Um, I know in the second half and in in every subsequent quick kick after this, I think we had one more. He took, he put, he put deep. Then we had one that got kicked out of bounds uh, on what looked like an attempted pooch. Then we had another pooch uh, later um, after they got that, uh, that last field goal. So the, uh, I think that the wind was definitely a, a factor there. And I think if we weren't kicking into the wind, uh, after that return, we just decided to kind of pooch it and see, and just you know cut our losses, give them 25, 30 yards of field position, and you know yeah he start, did start the he did back. I think like Craig said he did do something to his shoulder too yeah I think uh, it was on that play right there where he did yeah. something to his shoulder so later on he was kind of affected by that because I yeah. think Pry talked about that in his uh, post game he did all right let's go now we're going to go to defense we're going to have one play because. This was their best run all day, and I had to pull it out. I know, Tally, you're getting tired, man. We didn't went no, you all good. About all the good stuff. I'm just old. Not as old as me. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Wake up. He said that's true. <laughs> so this right here was their best run, and this was the early part of the fourth quarter. Um, I believe at this point in time we were going to be up 10 points, so they need to do something. Did you get it up here, Brian? I'm looking for it. Hang on. Ellison, good run. Fourth quarter, 1444 approximately is the time of the play. All right. Let's see here. And I, I mean, you try to remember it all, but as I was joking with y'all on Saturday night, um, my wife went out. So I had three kids trying to feed dinner, watch a game, watch the other games, text with y'all, text with a couple chats. I don't remember this play exactly. So that's why I wanted it pulled. A to look at it like what happened. Why did a play happen this late in the game? You good now, Brian? Nope. <laughs> oh, that, one's not, that one's not running. That one's man. not running. All righty. That one we don't have. We were trying to get it in here. All right. Well, let's go to not a good run for them. Do we have that one from the second? We quarter? do have that one. We do a have a big that loss. One. And this is sort of the how we're capping it here is these plays where third and one, I mean, they were running at, what is it, T? T yeah. form, triple T formation. They had already got a first down running it earlier. I mean, 
Who is that? At McDonald. That's McDonald. I mentioned him earlier. That's McDonald. Yeah. At the, uh, 39. Yeah. And let's be honest here. Let's, you know, we'll, we'll be honest. This, this is a good play because of a individual effort. But look, yeah. if he doesn't make that play, what's there? He might run for a while. So that's that's a great individual effort that at least stopped a first down, might have stopped a touchdown. Right. I think Jones is in pretty good position where he can probably make a play on that, but it's it's still a lot of room to cover. Right. And he's got a he's got a, a, a free blocker coming out there to get on him. Yep. Now Jones, you know Jones to his credit does a good job here keeping that outside arm free and attacking the blocker and kind of limiting what could have potentially been there. Right. But like we said, if, if McDonald doesn't make that play, that's at least a first down and, and could be running for a bit. So very good individual effort to make that play, get off the block, get in the backfield, make a sure tackle. Yeah, he just got skinny, got between them, you know, got in, got in a hole and went and got the ball. Well, I'm kind of glad I pulled this play because – it gives you a little good and a little bad. I mean, yeah. n- not necessarily bad that we weren't, you know, kind of sound there, but it was just, it was blocked well other than McDonald. I mean, the uh, a good job by the right side of the offensive line of kind of collapsing the ends there. But, you know, McDonald was able to shed that, uh, shed that attempted block, get skinny and get in the backfield there. Who you came see Kelly, back? And you see Kelly Lawson back there, but Kelly Lawson's always on the he's always on the other side. So it's pretty much nobody was really trying to block him. It was just crossing his face to slow him up. Yep. So again, you know, just where they were wanting to run that ball, they wanted to attack, you know, that that hole there. And uh McDonald did a good job to get that stop. All righty. But again, he's come that was backside pursuit by him. McDonald yep. at least slowed him. There is also you make a point, Bear Brian. He got skinny. He made the play. I think even if he doesn't make the play, I think he slows him down enough where Lawson backside probably right cleans it before he gets upfield. But still, it's again there's still things to be worked on. That's a good play. That also shows the step McDonald took. All right, yeah. the next two plays are the sacks, y'all. The strip sacks, and I'm gonna let Brian pull them up. The first one is the second quarter one. This is the Lawson one, I believe. This is the Lawson one. Hang on real quick. Get it pulled you up now. You good. You good. Trying to get it up here. I love doing this stuff, but y'all, like, oh, yeah. I mean, he just manned him. <laughs> he just man- he ragdolled him as he's pulling the ball out of his hands. Like, he and- ragdolled him, like, from his elbow up. <laughs> and, let me, and let me tell you what's going on here for you guys who haven't played football. 21 comes on a blitz. He fucks up the quarterback. <laughs> and he talking shit while he did it because that look at the running back. He ain't even looking for the ball. <laughs> he is trying to get some get back because Lawson probably got to the quarterback and said, fuck you, bitch, or something like that. So the running back is got, trying to protect his quarterback. Little did he know the fucking ball is on the ground. So now we're jumping on that while he's fighting with Lawson, dumbass. Yeah, he got he got his ass ate, and then he, <laughs> then he did, doing a little extracurricular there. Oh, pause! He got his ass ate. 
<laughs> Brian, calm down now. You know, you know. You got to throw mean, an up in there or something. You got to ass it up. <laughs> ass it up. There you go. I mean, go. just that play. This is like game. Curtis putting putting the you know the nuts on the chin. Oh yeah. We ain't never gonna forget. We, that. we got a little staff moves here. It happens from time to time. More people heard that. I got more texts about that. But look at the penetration. It's it's. It's it's who's that? And it's Nelson there. The line yep. you can see the like the inside. They are trying everything they can. I mean, oh, who was that? Fuga just pushed the center back like four yards. Yeah, yeah. You well, couldn't, couldn't step up. So I mean that. I mean you got pressure coming off the edge on both sides, yep. but he couldn't really step up into anything here because they coming. Boom. And, and then I mean I mean. He's there pretty quick, but also look at the look at the wide receivers up top running routes. Nobody's whatever they're trying to run, that shit ain't working. No. You know what I'm saying? Like the 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 back end has been solid all year, you know. Um five man and sometimes and we're putting and we're putting them on we're putting them on islands. Yeah, and it makes a point here, and I'm sure Brian, you'll be talking about it next week about do we run more man against Syracuse to help the run defense. Potentially, I think. Yeah, I think it's, it's kind of to... a, you know, it's one of those things with a team like Syracuse where they've got a quarterback that can really use his legs very well. You might see a little less of that. You're, you're probably going to want at least one person with their eyes in that backfield a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but I think if we can get out and get a lead, that that's when you can start seeing some more man work in there. Um, because they're going to have to be throwing the ball first and kind of looking downfield. So um, we'll see. Um, I think it's a different type of matchup. I mean, even though Griffiths and Kern, they have some decent wiggle, like like I was saying when we previewed them, that kind of works more in that slow mesh where they're kind of following the running back or letting the defense flow with the running back and then kind of finding creases on the backside. They are not a – type of athletic quarterback that really kind of steps up and, and, and beats you vertically or beats you off the edge. Um, like the type of quarterback we'll see with, with Schrader and, uh, and Syracuse. So a little bit of a different mix, but I, I think we can still see a little bit more uh, man than we've seen historically um, this season so far. All righty. So there that is. And then finally the strip sack by Jenkins here. This is late in the fourth. We're up 10. I mean, they just – I think they – did they bring double-edge pressure here? No, just I the mean, one. Just one. They, just... They, they showed, they showed like, we were going to bring two off the same same side and then drop one. He was right there. I mean, he just – he just took the running back with him. Yep. Yep. I mean, and he comes I mean, over. Their running backs <laughs> did not do a very good job of blocking. Mm-mm. Neither of them. Ellison didn't do great. But again, uh, I think we're gonna go here and just look again where where look at the line in general. It's pushing, pushing back. Yeah. We think both of the strip sacks were from a running back not getting a good block on a blitzer. Good time blitz, man. You know, we had some good blitzes and yeah, well when you got a defensive lineman a defensive end that gets four Four sacks in one game. Yeah, you start seeing some fucking ghosts. So. Yes, you do. And I think it's if you look out here. Um, and this is what happens when you don't get a hand 
I mean, you feel like you've, you got a little triangle over here and nobody puts a single fucking hand on Keanu. Oh, he took off, too. He flew. He shot out. Nobody gets anything on him. The running backs has a hard time because, I mean, <coughs> it's a it's a pretty crossed. quick move. He's got to go across the formation. Um, he takes a bad angle. He's a, he's a little too shallow here. Boom. As soon as he crossed the quarterback face, he should have started getting vertical, but he did not. He he was a little slow getting vertical. All righty. So there is some film review from the Wake Forest game. Um, some people say we need to do stuff from the beginning to where we are now, and I'm like, that takes a lot of time. You got four people with full-time jobs. We can't do that. Maybe at the end of the season. Maybe it will, we'll bring Robbie in. Actually, it might be something we give Robbie when he takes his break, Ryan. There we go. Robbie, go through and look at the plays. We go, we all get in here one night and talk it up. Right. All right. So, there that is. But now, we still going to pick some games this week because they still playing games. Even though I'm going to be at the beach, I plan on watching some games. And that is our Big Screeners presented by Prize Picks. Big Screeners is presented by Pies Picks, a daily fantasy app where you make entries based on your player projected outcomes. I don't have anybody this week um, because I haven't had a chance to look at anything. But go in there, see if there's anything good. Prize Picks will match any deposit up to $100 when you sign up with the code BCPICKS. Use the QR code you see there or go to boundarycornerbt.com backslash BCPICKS. Picks. We got a six-pack of games here, and we're going to start in the ACC, the big one this week. Tough to say this. Duke and Florida State. That is my big screen. It's going to be 7.30. I believe that game is in Tallahassee. Bring it up, Brian. Spread is 14. FSU laying 14. The way it's looking, Riley Leonard will probably be back for Duke. He was a game-time decision against NC State. He did not play. I expect him back. And with a 14-point line, the way how solid Duke is on defense, how they can play offense, I think 14 is just too big a number. I do think FSU wins this game, something like 31-21. But 14 is just way too good of a number, as as well-coached as Duke is and as much as Riley Leonard uh, means them and potentially coming back this week. Uh, Tally, who you got on this one? I'm taking Duke, too. I think, like you said, about 10 points. Uh, Florida State gets the win. I don't know if Wilson will be back um, for Florida State. I know he got banged up against us, but Duke's look Duke's look pretty solid, so I'm taking Duke. All right. I got a couple folks in the chat with on us as well. Uh, Shelton chose – he's not here tonight. Duke. Duke and Brian – all four, baby. All righty. I think I think with Leonard coming back, playing in this game, um, I I just don't think I think fourteen is just way too much. Way too much. Way too much. By the way, I didn't mention this last week. Brian and Shelton both five zero oh, and one with their picks. I went three two and one. Tally two three and one. Shake his head. <laughs> Told y'all, man. Better fade tally. Fade tally. <laughs> we all with you this week though, because you were the first one to pick this when we were talking about it. Right. All righty. Let's go down to Tally's next to the woods. Third Saturday in October, classic rivalry game. Ranked Tennessee versus Alabama in Tuscaloosa. 
eight and a half points for the tie tally. This is your pick. This is your game. You definitely watch it. Man, I say give me the tide on that. It's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be a big game. Uh Tennessee got them last year. Nick is pissed. Um, I don't know. Alabama and Tennessee kind of have been trying to find an identity this year, but I think Alabama at home against Tennessee. I mean, it's kind of hate week, so I'm going to take Alabama. All righty. Shelton has Bama as well. Siegler, who are you rolling with on this one? Tennessee. Mm. I, I think I think we're going to see – finally see it. We're going to finally see Alabama eliminated from the college football playoff discussion. Oh, okay. Wait a sec. So, you, so you think Tennessee going to win? Outright win? Yeah, outright win. Oh, shit. Ooh. Oh, damn. All right. Um, I am not predicting that, but I'm also not predicting uh, more than eight and a half point win. Um, I'm going to take Tennessee as well on this. Um, Watching pieces that Arkansas game, Alabama just isn't built that way to bury somebody. I don't think they can do it yet. Also want to give a quick shout out. Brian, you saw the text today, right? Dan, our buddy, Dan, Dan oh, yeah, Dan, yeah, one yeah. Of our friends, one of our poker night friends here, Tally. He works for Be the Match Foundation, which is an absolutely wonderful nonprofit that goes all around trying to get people to sign up to potentially be donors. He is actually in Tuscaloosa this week with a big drive campaign. Me and him talked uh, the other night on the way. He's like, hey, I'm going to Tuscaloosa. He's like, I was like, when are you going? He told me, I'm like, he's like, Tennessee week. I'm like, oh, because you know you get so many people down there to right. sign up. So shout out to him. I know he is. Down there this week, I think he's flying back Friday. Not going to be able to stay for the game, but right. he's in once that atmosphere um, for it. All right, Brian. I'm going to let Brian introduce this one because. <laughs> you know, I saw this matchup, and, I mean, there were, there aren't a ton of compelling games. There's a couple, like, good rivalry and quasi-rivalry matchups, but there's not, like, a bunch of big ranked opponents this week. I was like – Let's do something interesting. We'll keep it in the ACC. Let's have a mid-off, shall we? Boston College, Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech, five-point spread here. You know what? I like BC. I've seen a little bit more from BC than I anticipated. If we're going to do a mid-off, I think think BC's going to have the edge here. Um, I like what Castellanos can do at the quarterback position. I think he's kind of the difference maker in the matchup. So, BC. A, a mid-off. It's in Atlanta. It's down at Bobby Dodd Stadium. Um, I'm with Brian on this. When it's a mid-off, take the points. I'm sorry. Take the points. Give me BC. Uh, Tally, who you got in this 3-3 three and three mid-off of teams? Man, I got I, I to go Georgia Tech, man. I got to go okay. Georgia Tech in this game. Um, and they're at home. Um, they taking the, they got the points. I, I gotta go Georgia Tech in this. All right. All right. So he goes there, and Sean's with us on BC. This is this is the classic fade tally uh, line. That is. See, <laughs> I do this so y'all can. I I take the bullets so y'all can get the reward. Go win some money. <laughs> oh man, tally right. just the shield. Exactly, <laughs> he is the shield. All righty. The, the, the next one is the big one on Saturday. I mean, massive everything implications um, in college football. Top 10 matchup. Penn State, Ohio State. It's going to be in the horseshoe. It's going to be a noon kick, which I can I say this? I know this is Fox's shit, 
this game should not be at 12 o'clock on Saturday. I am sorry. It should not be at 12 o'clock on Saturday. This game is deserving of 8 o'clock at night. Yeah. Curtis yeah. says, fuck the big noon kicks. Fuck big noon <laughs> kicks. Listen, there are a couple games that should always be at noon. Um, Red River Shootout always should be at noon. That yeah. always should be at noon. Always. Michigan, Ohio State should always be at noon. And there's a, there's a handful of other ones. This isn't one. It's the middle of October. People got <clears throat> kids playing soccer, kids playing baseball, other stuff going on, festivals. Could you please put this at 8 o'clock so when Brian gets home from soccer and Tally gets home from baseball and other stuff, they can sit down, order some food out, drink some beers, and watch a good football game. Ran over. This, <laughs> this was Shelton's pick. Who does Shelton take with three and a half? Penn State. All right, Tally. All righty. Brian, and you know what? Today. I'm right there with him. Um, I, I ain't, I'm with y'all. I think Penn State's going to win this one outright. I, I, I can't I can't foresee that. Like, <laughs> I, I think this is going to be a war. And I think three and a half, I'll, I'll take points. I just did what y'all did. I just took the team y'all took. <laughs> oh, man, there we go. This isn't fade tally. This isn't fade say, tally. So I say, you, can't, you can't fade if you join them. Hey, you win together. What's your, what's your reasoning behind on this one? Is it just – Talking about Penn State? Yeah, taking Penn State. I just, think, I just think Penn State's got the better defense. You know, Ohio State – I think Ohio State's a good team, but I just don't think they've been tested like Penn State's going to test them. And I think – I just think Penn State's got the better defense and they're going – I know they got the better run game. Um, I just got to take Penn State on it. If you All can right. run the ball and play defense and be at least competent in the passing game, mm-hmm. Ohio State's been just inconsistent enough where I think uh-huh. that's, that's a good recipe to beat them. Right. 100%. All right, by the way, last time we all picked um, the same team, we, we cashed out. That was the Alabama-Texas A&M game a couple weeks ago. We all went on the same way. We all cashed out. All righty, next one, we got a service academy game. Mm. Air Force and Navy, I believe, is this, this is at Annapolis. Air Force is unbeaten, y'all. Air Force is unbeaten. Um, they are 6-0, and but they got some bad news today. The man running that triple option attack is out. Their quarterback is going to be out for this game. We caught it at minus 11. Brian, this was your uh, – I believe this was your pick for the week. That was my – this is my bonus pick. So, uh, I'm taking Navy, and I'm solely taking Navy because Air Force's quarterback is out. Uh, say what you will about any sort of triple option. The, you know, they don't throw the ball, whatever you want to. The quarterback is the engine that makes that thing run. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have your starter in there and you're running a mesh that much in a game, that ball is going to probably hit the ground a few times with the backup quarterback in there. So that that's what concerns me. Give me Navy. Yeah, I'm right with you. Um Give me Navy as well. I was leaning Navy before that. I'm really heavy on Navy now. The over-under is 36 and a half. Take the under. I did. What, Tally, me and you were joking. Like, Tally, yeah. I was like, Tally, they're running a triple option. How many possessions is he going to be in this game? Not many. Eight. Not many. <laughs> yeah. I um, Curtis tried to help me win some money. He asked me like six times, like, you know the quarterback's out. 
you know, you know, you know, he's not going to be playing. And and I said, yeah, let me go ahead and switch and do what y'all do. Because <laughs> I was going to take Air Force, but I'm like, no, nah, man, let me switch. I'm going Navy too. And you know what? I mean, kind of similar in that vein. Uh, Shelton was given the option, and he, and he said, put- "Nah, I would I would regret it if I didn't if I didn't switch it up." So he's like, yep. I'm, "I'm gonna let it ride." So he went New with Air information. Force. And by the way, hold on, we got a ton of people talking here. Thomas says Air Force. Rex says that. We got some stuff on here. On I'm gonna put these up. We got some people saying Ohio State. Ooh, somebody. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I ain't know hey. y'all seen that. Hey. I know y'all seen that. He he on the. There we go. The I, spicy. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> All righty. Last one for our buddy John Earl. Just for John Earl. Shout out John Earl. If y'all don't know him, out there on Twitter. Hamden Sydney <laughs> alum representing. Michigan State, Michigan. Uh, isn't this a battle for something? I feel like this is a rivalry game. It was a battle for something. I don't know. I know it's right. I know they rivals, but I don't know what they're battling for. They are they're battling Michigan State, Michigan. It's a twenty-four point line. Uh, what does Shelton got? Yeah, we. Uh, he's got the uh, the Spartans. He's going with the dogs here. Mm. All righty. So he's taking that. He's getting those 24 points. Tally, which way are you going? Man, I'm going Michigan. You know, uh, Michigan State, you got rid of your coach up there because you uh, didn't want to pay him that money because he wasn't winning no game. So you set him up with a hookup because he's an idiot. He <laughs> fell for it. Michigan's going to come in and they're going to they gonna, uh, 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 toll his sins. <laughs> I, I like the fighting khakis on there, Thomas. I love that right there. All righty. Got some people saying the fighting khakis, Sparty, Sparty. It's a 24 point line. And give That's me a lot team. of points, man. Yes. Golly. Like, you, you're going to be sweating that one. I just gave away some money. You're sweating <laughs> that one. Uh, it is the bottle for Paul Bunyan's trophy. Yeah, um, that's what it is. Give me Sparty. Just way too much delay. And and you know the Michigan team. Now, could could we be sitting here in Saturday when it happens? It's like 42-6. Yeah. And Tally be laughing to the bank. <laughs> Michigan State ain't beating anything, Greg. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, Craig, Craig I, I'm 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 going with Sparty here, but I'm yeah. not going with Sparty to win on the money line. No. I'm taking no, him 24 no. points. Michigan State's coach was was definitely up there beating ass. That's why he got fired. <laughs> that was the only ass he that was getting beat up there. Ninety-eight million dollars is what it was. They did not want to pay that. Well, you know, when that first came out, everybody was like, I mean, he did okay, but ninety-eight million dollars is like a yeah. guy who wins a national. You know who did game. really okay? Kenny Walker did pretty okay. Kenny Walker yeah. did really okay. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was. (laughs) All right. So there are our big screeners for this week in college football. Again, that is brought to you by Prize Picks. Boys, has anything broken in the last two hours? We went to, I had a feeling we were going to go two hours because a lot of things happened. And, you know, we, a lot of times, while we can keep it 90 minutes, is we're talking and we're conversing back and forth in the first few days leading up to this. When we don't get to do that, 
it usually goes two hours because we got a lot more out there to talk about and right. had said it at least once to chop it down. That is what it is. Can't do much about that. But has anything come out while I've been uh, sitting here running my mouth? They're tearing up this Chargers fan that apparently was a Vikings fan back in 2016. On I think that's a different girl. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's the hairline. I've seen it. I, I, ain't even pay, I ain't even paid attention to it. Look at the hairline, Tally. Tell me she don't look – tell me if it's the same She's looking girl. at hairlines, man. Yeah, I'm about, to go, I'm about to go check it out. All righty. Well, that is going to wrap up this episode of the Boundary Corner Podcast. I'm Curtis Wilson. I'm Brian Siegler. Jonathan Tally. Check out all of our episodes at BoundaryCornerVT.com. Remember, we are brought to you by the Main Street Pharmacy. Uh, Boundary Corner Merchandise Store. Check that out. Again, I keep having somebody, one of my buddies named Phil, keeps saying we got to make a complimentary football shirt. Um, it's happening. I think it's going to happen. If we make a bowl, it's definitely happening. It's going to be an orange, too. I'm, I'm fine with orange. <laughs> Complimentary football. Oh, football. Ooh. Uh, while you're there at our website, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, we keep putting it out there. It's the best way to uh, uh, listen to us if you are going to stream us live. You get to uh, see the video. You get, you get to see, get to see, see our video. beautiful faces. Man, somebody, where is Andretti? Andretti. We lost this is the first one he missed in a while, this man. This is the first yeah, one Andretti missed in a while. And he said it's bye week. Fuck it. <laughs> Andretti, you better be on here. We won. It's bye week. Yeah. Andretti, when you come on here to check us out tomorrow morning, check out the video. We had a lot of fun tonight. We did miss you. Man, um, follow us on Twitter, Andretti. If you ain't on Twitter, you need to get on there. You need to get on Get Twitter. on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. All right. We on there talking shit all day, every day. <laughs> Subscribe, all of our podcast sources, Spotify, Amazon, Apple Podcasts. As always, our buddy Jason Long plays us in, plays us out. Check him out at jasonlongmusic.com. Check any of his live dates coming up and all of his music. Also connects to his Apple, Apple, Spotify, also his YouTube and Facebook pages. As always, we thank you for listening. 3013 Hokies Week, the Demon Deacons. As always, let's go. Hokies. Hokies.